Hello and welcome to the EVs and Beyond podcast. I'm your host, Richard Edwards. Thank you for joining us again. Hopefully you've already subscribed, but if not, go ahead and hit that button now. Our interview today is with a man well-known in the EV community, Steve Greenwood. Steve runs Drive EV in Taupo and has traveled the country delivering cars to their lucky owners. We chat with him soon, but first, some news. EV advocacy group Drive Electric wants political parties contesting the September 19 general election to commit to decarbonizing road transport and do more to encourage EV uptake. It suggests 250,000 EVs need to be on the road within five years, among five key policy platforms for the next government to meet climate change targets under the Zero Carbon Act. The recommendations include encouraging businesses to get EVs for their fleets, using more EVs in government to show leadership, developing a bipartisan pathway for the transport sector to deliver New Zealand's climate change objectives, encouraging more Kiwis to move to EVs, and making New Zealand an attractive global EV market. So, how far do we have to go? EV registrations continue to climb back to near pre-COVID-19 levels, with an increase of 470 in July, compared with a 356 rise in June. The new total is 21,568 vehicles, still 11,532 short of the 32,000 EVs required by the end of this year to meet the previous national government's target of 64,000 by the end of 2021, a policy that Labour has since dropped. Waiting for an electric ute? We have some good news and some, well, news. The good news is the distributors of the LDV brand in New Zealand, known for the EV80 van, have confirmed an all-electric version of their T60 ute will arrive here next year. No word yet on specifications, but it will have technology related to the eDeliver 3 and eDeliver 9 vans LDV will also launch. The other news? Elon Musk has finally acknowledged the futuristic Cybertruck may just be a little too much and a little too large for the rest of the world, and was always intended to be only for US consumption. He has acknowledged a smaller version for markets like ours may come at a later date. So today we've made our way to a, a slightly damp and a little bit blustery Great Lake Taupo, and we're sitting back on a yard again with Steve Greenwood at Drive EV in, uh, well, as I said, Central Taupo. Uh, thanks for joining us, Steve. Thanks, Richard. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's usually sunny here today, but today's a bit different. We're um, freezing cold. Luckily, we were in a small office with a warm heater. <laughs> but we're already seeing customers on the yard today, even though it's fairly early in the morning. How are things going? Things are going amazing. Yeah, it's really been crazy since we've come out of lockdown. It's We've just, yeah, had an explosion of buyers. And, you know, we sort of in lockdown, dooming and glooming, waiting for, um, <laughs> you know, tough times. And have just come out and be, be run, rushed off our feet. So, I mean, obviously, we don't know what happens from here but but up to now you know we've seen the month or so that we've lost has been replaced in the time since which is really interesting so hmm. now i'm going to go in an entirely different direction to what you're probably expecting i am okay what do you think of aria i think it looks amazing yeah i think it looks amazing i, th I think it's it looks like it fills the things people have been asking for i could be wrong but i think it, it's got a tow rating 1500 kilos 1500 kilos so that's you know, people have been asking for that. That's a small boat, um, or well, a modest boat, I guess. It looks like a good size. Everyone loves SUVs. You know, so many people come in. What have you got? You know, that's a large family vehicle. What have you got that tows? All that sort of thing. So it's 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 really answering those questions with the the right answer. So now it goes on sale in Japan middle of next year. Nissanus New Zealand is saying to us. But well, they won't actually commit to it coming here yet. They're saying they know there'd be interest. But I imagine you're eyeing up about the second you can start grabbing them from auctions or dealers up in Japan? Yeah, definitely. I mean, we'll probably, yeah, depending on what happens with the 
with the New Zealand new market. It's, it's definitely a product that will will sell a lot of, whether it be in twelve months or in two years. But and of course, it finally sees Nissan bringing in a, a liquid cooled battery technology. You're hoping that might drift through to a life cycle update of the uh, Leaf. Yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely needed on that model. Personally, I, I think. Like I've been doing a bit of driving in 62 kilowatt hour Leafs and have been really impressed with the sort of reduce. Well, the, they don't sort of you know catch the heat like the early ones. And I mean, I to be honest, I'm probably of the opinion like the 60s are probably okay as they are. So I think it's probably an SUV is going to be heavier, it's going to be bigger. You're getting that faster charging rates. I think were they three phase as well up to 130 i think they'll charge at on dc yeah 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 Yeah. so yeah once you get into those sort of rates you're definitely i mean you're gonna you're gonna cook a a battery (laughs) um so and you'd know about that because you have a little bit of an interesting habit for a car dealer in new zealand i think and that rather than shoving a car on a on a truck you do tend to deliver yes yes (laughs) Tell, tell us about that i mean why did you decide to start road tripping around the country delivering cars to people so i think it came about Well, I mean, I've always had a real passion for driving EVs and I think getting on the road and doing it adds a lot of knowledge. Like if someone says, I want to do this, you can say, oh, we did that last week and this is what you need to know and and that sort of thing. So it started from a passion of driving electric cars and then sort of being able to do it for work and delivering EVs to people, you know, got us on the road. And it's one of those things, if you're, you know, we've, we've had combustion vehicles for so long and they're pretty much all the same. So you can pretty much jump in and, and you know what you're in for. With an EV, I think people are a little more nervous about what's going to arrive and, and, you know, to be there to sort of show them a few things. And the funny thing about it is, is most of the time it's just foot on the brake, push the button. <laughs> um, this is how you're going to drive. But I think it does, it really makes, it relieves that anxiety and people really feel comfortable and, and when you leave, you sort of feel like you've done a good job for them and um, and that sort of thing. So, yeah, partially selfish because I like driving electric cars, but also um, a good business model. And, 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 you know, I think our customers really enjoy that side of things. So. Have you had any tricky trips in regards to simply getting there on, on battery range or, or charging facilities? We've had so many tricky trips. <laughs> we, we couldn't fit them into this podcast. Um, I... <laughs> The trickiest one recently, I mean, as our infrastructure, like our infrastructure is pretty amazing. I've I've come down from Auckland and amazed. It's like just about 30k per charger between here and Auckland now. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, it wasn't, it was only a few short years ago where our infrastructure was caravan parks and, you know, Topol to Napier, which is a two hour trip at most, would take four to five hours. (laughs) So it wasn't that long ago that 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 was the case. So um, now it's pretty amazing. I did have, I drove a little IMEV van. I don't know if they're actually an IMEV, but the the Mitsubishi. They're a MEV, I think they are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So eyes for the car. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So I drove one of those. It was towards the end of winter. Um, I was was delivering it to a a winery who'd bought it as their little linen vehicle of their, their flash sort of accommodation and um it was minus three or four i drove to the first charger at ring i think it is a ring which is about 35 k's away i wasn't dressed appropriately i should have had five layers on but i didn't got to the charger i didn't have my dongle which was a rookie mistake and realized that you can't have the heater on in the little mitsubishi when um when you're charging so 
here I am freezing away. They've got Wi-Fi at the, the spot, so you have to log into the Wi-Fi to activate the charger. So I thought to myself, right, I'll get to 80, I'll unplug, to power the car up and get the heater going and then get warm. So I did that, realized the Wi-Fi goes for half an hour, which to 80 was longer than my half an hour. So I was left with about 82%, which I just used, you know, a, a couple of percent getting warm. And that was a challenge. That was a challenge. So I left very early in the morning because I knew that I the potential of a 50 kilometer <laughs> per hour trip was on the cards. And I was very lucky that there was virtually no traffic that morning. So yeah, that that was a that was a tough one. But to be honest now, I don't even plan anymore. You know, there's so like you jump in a 30 kilowatt hour leaf and just stop when you see a charger <laughs> you know it's pretty easy like, especially you jump into the range has got longer on evs the charges have got closer it's pretty easy to get around now but um yeah so less less of those incidents so telpo i mean it's it seems to have been a little bit of a hub of of electric vehicles over the last few years i'm, I'm not entirely sure why i mean why do you think that is and and what is so unique about well, i guess not what's unique but what differs from owning or using an electric vehicle or for that matter selling electric vehicle in, in some of these regional centers as opposed to being in Auckland where there's a charger every you know five minutes drive just about these days there's a few sort of areas that electric vehicles are a real no-brainer in places like this and often it's it's people who are living rurally so people who are commuting you know some of the first EV owners in Taupo were sort of rural based and and people who are doing those those journeys that you know, straight off the bat, it pays for itself. <laughs> you know, you buy a car for 30K and save, you know, 5 plus K or 20K or something like that. So I think that's, um, there's a bit of that goes on around here. We've sort of got Kinlock, which is, you know, 22K's trip, which, you know, any leaf will do. Perfect round trip for a 24 kilowatt. Yeah, yeah. So we um, we find, we sell a lot of the sort of the, the cheaper, shorter range EVs around here. Like I personally own and, and my partner Mindy drives with our, our family. So, so not everyone here is thinking they're an EV, an EV that'll take them to Auckland or take them to Napier. Or yeah, or... that's right. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you sit, you hit that that sweet spot of, of second car material. They've got, you know, something bigger for, for doing the long stuff and they just want to cruise around town and a 2011 Leaf, 24 kilowatt hour 2011 Leaf will, will get around this town many times. <laughs> so, so there's, yeah, there's a bit of that. And I think from Drive EV's point of view, it's been a really good spot for distributing vehicles. You know, like if we were in Wellington, getting a car to Auckland would be very difficult where we sort of can send things in all directions. And and because I guess being a, a you know, really specialised business in that side of things, we don't know where our customers are, are going to be. You know, we're sending cars in all directions at all times. So, um, you know, it's been, it's actually been really good for that side of thing and 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 the rent's probably a bit cheaper than <laughs> central auckland as well but yeah and of course you're pretty close to the to the source i mean you've got a whole pile of thermal generation around telpo does does that ever come into discussions with people yeah definitely yeah i mean powered by lake topo evs powered by <laughs> by the lake you know and, and and obviously geothermal so i don't know the numbers but you know if, uh, the the um yeah i think it's pretty high of power that actually comes from this area so that's kind of cool a lot of retirees here, do you find they've taken an interest in, in the LEAF particularly or in the electric vehicles? We do. We get a lot of people who looking at what they can buy now, which will save them money later. So, you know, people who are about to retire, they say, hey, I'll, I'll, I'll buy a, a nice 40 kilowatt hour or 62 kilowatt hour LEAF. 
which you know the purchase price is is a is a little high compared to you know something else but it's the kind of thing once you've got it you're good to go so i, th I think a lot of people same with um probably with solar and, and that sort of thing i mean that's probably a similar thing you know we buy it now while while i'm earning money and, and then we're on easy street from here on out so yeah well, i think one of the interesting things about what you've done over the years and look, we've we, um, we're not going to go back to your start we've focused we've discussed uh how you guys got into business before an EV talk and people can look back onto uh, the EV talk website to check that out. Well, sorry, the EVs and beyond website is, is uh, as of today, I think when we recorded this, but you guys have a lot of the time looked at some of the newer, more advanced models. I think normally the kind of used leaf dealer experiences fill the yard with 24 kilowatts, maybe the odd 30. You've gone to kind of the other end a lot of the time. You do have that stuff. Has that been a risk? I mean, do you, do you was it, a bit nerve-wracking getting into some of that newer stuff and laying the money down to to bring it in before you'd sold it. I think when um when when people sort of relay it back to you after the decisions you've made, that it does sound a bit daunting. But I think if you if you're in the headspace of just fully committed to electric vehicles, you know, like I remember bringing in one of the first Ionics, high-end Ionics. The amount of people that said to me, "What are you doing? That's crazy." Where now, if you look back, it's a 28 kilowatt hour sedan. What's crazy about that? It's a, it's a great EV. <laughs> you know what I mean? Real, so real used demand for them. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I think if you yeah if if you if your head's in the right space of of EVs is where it's where it's going and this is happening, then it you know they're safe bets. You know, I mean, if you look at what's happening in Europe. It's, it's so difficult to buy an electric vehicle. You know, I don't think there's any fear of, you know, having something, you know, if, if it's a good if it's a good model. But yeah, I mean, it's we've sort of got this interesting industry in New Zealand where the OEMs or the, you know, New Zealand new products, we don't get everything. So if we can bring it in, you know, there's, there's definitely all these new products, people want them. If we can bring it here, if, you know, if no one else is, then it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a good thing. So I know one of the products you were a little bit prominent for, I think even before Renault in New Zealand was bringing them in, was the the uh, 40 kilowatt Zoe's. Is that, how did they go? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, when they came out, the range was, there was nothing really compared to it, I think, for under 50 grand or something like that. So, yeah, a lot, a lot of people with the, the Zoe, the Zoe really hit the long-range commuters. You know, we have people who go from Hamilton to... Uh, say Rotorua to Hamilton and, and commutes like that, there isn't another EV you can do that unless you're buying a Tesla. And if you're buying a Tesla, then it's probably not going to be to save money and chuck a whole lot of mileage on it. <laughs> um, and you're looking at back then at 140 yeah. grand versus I think you were shifting them at about $40,000 for yeah. a pretty much brand new car. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So um, yeah, it was one of those things that the Zoe's huge in Europe, you know, so it was, it was one of those things that, you know, it, it needed to have a presence here and yeah, people have ticked the boxes. We've we've had people basically buy them for free. You know, like people who we had um, one person who was I think it was twelve k a year or something. They were quoting their 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 fueling bills, so it was like free car. <laughs> are, you, are you are you excited that the new one has DC charging at last? Yes, yes, it, yeah. It's a, it's it's a good thing. It's 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 interesting though because we have been we've had so many people who have Zoe Zoe ones. Excuse me, who've who've said get me a Zoe 2. So we've said, okay, we've priced them up in the UK and they, they land for mid seventies and they go, Oh, oh, actually maybe not. <laughs> um, you know, so it's, so it's awesome. They've, they've got that. I think when we were bringing the Zoe over, it was EVs weren't as prominent in, in Europe and the UK and, and dealers were sort of 
you know, wanting rid of them, you know, giving discounts and all that sort of thing. So that's that's how we got to that price point. Unfortunately, it's it's retail whether you buy one or a hundred now. <laughs> so um, yeah, the numbers do sort of creep up for a smaller car. So it's yeah, it's it's really cool um, that Zoe Two's got got DC, but um, yeah, pricing's a bit tough. You're not going to see one anytime soon. <laughs> uh, not 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 here. Not 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 for forty grand. That's for sure. <laughs> Have you dabbled in, in in used Teslas at all, or you know, are they are they is there a market for those, or are they? Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, we've been, um, uh, my friend um, Neil Darwin um, and myself have been working on on Teslas for the last sort of 12 months, maybe 18, focusing on the Japanese side of things because there's always been these Japanese Teslas in, you know, at auction and that sort of thing. So it's something that we, again, it's 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 sort of a, about figuring out how we can get more EVs into NZ and, and what ones work and, yeah. Yeah, I think one of the first Teslas landed in Japan as a new vehicle was uh, one uh, by the uh, then owner of one of the, new, the largest exporters of vehicles into New Zealand. I went for a ride in it once in Osaka. It was uh, oh, really? well before Tesla ever arrived in New Zealand. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah awesome. But, but there, is there any trickiness around the fact that, you know, Tes- I, I gather Tesla's not necessarily too eager to deal with them from a service and parts perspective in New Zealand, or is not that's not something that concerns you? So early on, we had some discussions with, with some Tesla staff in Auckland and they were they were happy to repair them. Um, they're happy to service them. They weren't happy to put a warranty on them, which was fine. We we don't expect them to. We're pretty used to that. Yeah. Um, from that side of thing, I mean, obviously there isn't a lot of maintenance on them, so it's really just if something breaks, and that's something that part of what what myself and Neil have been working on is is actually being able to maintain Teslas and fix them. So we've got the ability to pair new parts, change things. A, a Tesla, like probably a lot of new vehicles if you change a part on it you've got to pair it to the car you can't just you know put it on so that's something we've yeah basically got solutions for we can change stuff and fix them and and that sort of thing and and yeah are you about to become new zealand's own rich rebuilds <laughs> no i'm not yeah i'm not um, neil neil's um neil probably already was but yeah so um yeah but i, th- I think um we're pretty happy with the end result of of what we can do so basically, a, a Japanese Tesla arrives with the UMC plug, I think it's called, the, basically the one that's only in Japan and, and America. So that was sort of the first challenge, which we've, yeah, we've converted them to Type 2, which is cool. Wow, and, so um, you actually convert them as opposed to providing an adapter. Yeah, yeah. So there is, there is, I believe, one or two adapters out there. There's some issues around the locking mechanism that makes them really dangerous, as you can imagine, when you're charging 80 kilowatt, um, pulling it out, you know, it needs to be sort of electronically controlled and, and that sort of thing. So changing the plug is a premium way to do it. And and because there's obviously there's Teslas that are designed for different markets, have these parts available. So it's actually, yeah, it's pretty straightforward just to change the plug. So, so I mean, what, you? I guess you'll be focusing on S and X. I mean, when, when do you think you'll start having a few more cars through and what kind of money are we talking? We haven't come across an X. We've, I think our market is probably the, the lower end of them, um, you know, bringing in sub 100K stuff, I think. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the X is probably not that different to the S in the, the, the HV side of things. So, yeah, it's, it's just really what's available in Japan. And, you know, I mean, we've had um, the last Tesla we sold was 75K. So, you know, that was a real, really nice price point. And the main thing that, I guess 
started us looking was people were coming onto the yard and saying, what have you got that does 350, 400 Ks range? We didn't have 62 kilowatt hour lease then. So we were sort of saying nothing, <laughs> um, which we don't like to say that. We like to, you know, have a, have solutions. So, you know, it, it kind of came in at a point, do you buy a used, a brand new Kona, you know, that does that sort of range or a used Tesla Model S, you know? The Kona's got a warranty and all that sort of thing. I, which I is, do really like the Kona. Yeah, I, I do as well. I do as well. And it's probably the sensible choice, but a Model S is pretty awesome. <laughs> so um, I think you have more fun in a Model S, but yeah. Um, I've, I've, like, I've been through the other part of your show. You've got a great little facility here. You're right in the middle of town. I was interested in, in the other side of here. You've got quite a good display of charges on on show. And I've heard you speaking to customers and, and charging was part of that discussion. I mean, what do you guys offer in that area? And do you think dealers who are selling... EVs at the moment necessarily take it seriously enough worrying about what the final charging product is going to be for the customer? I think, again, so, I mean, our focus is electric vehicles. Because we don't have a lot of models, we need to focus on the entire picture of electric vehicles. So, obviously, charging comes into that and wall units and that sort of thing. It's one of those things, it's transitioning from the life of a combustion vehicle owner to an EV owner. And the wall units and, and EVCs, that kind of thing, it's one of those things that's more about equipping your home for EV life. So it's it's we, we try and have basically the best wall units that are available on the market to show people they can touch them and feel them and, and, and that sort of thing. So it's um yeah, it just makes the whole experience better and, and, and I think it's it's just merging the, the vehicle into the home and yeah, that kind of thing. If someone's uh, cruising through Taupo on a, on a bit of a road trip and, and they, they've got a few minutes and want to come in and plug into one of your chargers rather than going to the fast charger, are they welcome to come and have a chat with you? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, we're actually, we were lucky enough to receive eco funding to install a DC fast charger and a 22 kilowatt AC unit, which we're going to put out the front. So that will give them a bit of a faster charge than they will at the moment. Would that <laughs> make you pretty much the only used car dealer in the country with a DC fast charge? I guess so. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think I think so. Yeah. It's it's again it was it was sort of that vision of, you know, we've got to have a DC charger here. It's just, you know, part of the whole package of charging and and I mean I know that I would I would love to plug my EV in and wander around and look at all the latest EVs for 15 to 20 minutes. So, you know, it kind of sounds like a, a good idea. So, yeah. I mean, I mean otherwise, Telpo is pretty well cutted out. You've got the big bank of superchargers over there. You've got a uh, an ABB DC unit over there as well. Yes. What it, I, I think I'm going to go plug in later at the warehouse while I go for a shop. Yes. And I think Partmaster's got one. I mean, what's, what's the infrastructure like? Yeah, so it's pretty good. Yeah, like, I mean, we've got the, the AC side of things covered with the warehouse. I think the charged master one or part master one is 22 kilowatt as well we are you know super central so the the current 50 kilowatt unit gets absolutely hammered um and it's it's always those those prime times you know that, that people come in and they're trying to get a charge and, and that sort of thing so um chargenet has also received funding to put in two 300 kilowatt hyperchargers i think this, yeah yeah, yeah. Those, i've been calling them hpcs but they, they've, they've got the first ones going in at bombay at the moment and they look really amazing yeah They're yeah italian unit i think Oh really? Are they? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, they look awesome. So basically, I, th I think pretty much what he, what's, what Steve's or what Charging have done there is happening in town somewhere. So you that's going to be amazing. You don't know where you, you can't give us a hint. No, no, <laughs> <laughs> no. I think they're really crazy because they're three hundred kilowatt and they can apportion it in blocks. I think so. You can plug two cars in, and one might be taking 
300 and then the other one's not available but if that one's taking say 150 then there's 150 for the other one or one might be 225 and the other one's 75 yeah yes so i had a chat to steve the other steve west the other day about he's pretty excited about them i think but but yeah it's they seem really usable splitting power all that sort of stuff which which i think people often you know people say well why can't you plug in two cars at the 50 kilowatt units and you know, it's just having that supply and, and the the sort of smartness of the unit. and It's a big thing. I mean, I know the, I I, I think the, the V-fills that charge need to put around are great, but I've been using the ABB ones a little bit later with the ability for you to plug in one car and then the next car automatically starts. And Yes, it's, it's if they've nice been set that way. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, it's definitely, and I think we're probably, I don't know, I guess New Zealanders are going to be leaf owners on Chartermo for a while, I think. But I guess as more CCS vehicles hit the market, the split will be a great thing. And, and, and I think the cool thing is with the bigger battery cars, they're going to be targeting these faster units. If you've got 100, 150 kilowatt ability um, to DC charge, you're going to be looking for that. You know, it's like, like I guess with a Tesla, you can, even if it's a detour, you're going to go and supercharge instead of going at 50. And that sort of works for everyone because, you know, if you're pulling up and you're, and your little Gen 1 Leaf and you're hopping around the country, you, you don't want to see a 100 kilowatt hour something or other plugged in on 5% on a 50 kilowatt unit. I, I think it's interesting with the, the with, with Nissan is we're seeing with Aria, Aria is available with Type 2 CCS. And I actually think in some markets we'll be running with Type 2 CCS on one side, one side port and Chatamo on the other side port. Oh, okay. So it's going to be interesting to see how Nissan goes over the longer term. I mean, it's going to be a very long time before it trickles down through the Leaf market as to whether they stick with that exclusive exclusivity on Chatamo for Japan, which of course flows into the New Zealand market. Yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's really interesting. I mean, uh, as I understand it, Japan is CCS doesn't exist. Is that right? Or I think it's or not. It's potentially exist, but... starting to be acknowledged. Maybe. Yeah. So the sort of the, the talk in Europe is is Chartermo's dead, <laughs> you know. But then in our country, Chartermo is 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 very much alive, and with hundred kilowatt Chartermo, I, I guess Japan has to follow something eventually. In that you've got Europe's gone entirely CCS. From what I've seen, CCS has just overtaken Chartermo in the US, and right. um, I guess the other one to watch over the long term is going to be China, who you know are kind of pretty solidly with GBT at the moment which is yeah. a little bit annoying but uh <laughs> they're very aware that they need to build CCS2 for other markets. Yeah, it's we we've got a very interesting market here in New Zealand and and you know that hence why companies like Drive EV exist which you wouldn't generally see in in different markets and we are very much used car buyers and you know I think it's going to be a long time before we see a real change over here. You know, I mean I think the Leafs coming out of Japan Chartermo and and yeah, I mean, if they they had both, I mean, that's that's that works. <laughs> um, yeah, I think we'll be a while. We we like to buy three year old cars, I think here and <laughs> and that sort of thing, which you know, so that puts us, I guess, three years behind um, changes. Yeah, excellent. Well, if someone wants to come in and check out what you've got here and, and borrow your charger, what's I mean, where are we? Can you detail the address? And also, I know you sell a lot of stuff online. If someone lives in the back of Northland and wants you to drive up in a 24 kilowatt leaf to them, what's the best way for them to, to have a look at what you've got? Yes, we definitely accept that challenge. We've delivered a few Gen 1s to Whangarei and beyond and so, <laughs> it's so always, go, always so, fun. So go to your website. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So yeah, so just um, head to the website, driveev.co.nz. You'll also see we've got EV parts and services, I think it's labelled, um, which is basically a, a shop that's got EVSEs, it's got 
OBD2 connectors. It's got it. It's got so much on there. We just keep adding it. So basically, anything you may want as an EV owner, you can check it all out there and and just yeah, give us a call 0800 Drive EV to discuss anything really. So yeah. And down here, I, I'm trying to remember what street we're on in Yeah, so Two Forty Two Street is the um, <laughs> is the street, which is basically the main one with all the um, all the pubs and restaurants on. So we're right in the center of town. I'd, I'd call it pretty much walkable from the fast charger out on the, out just off State Highway One. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so we're sort of. Yeah, if you, if you plug in and walk into town, you, you're pretty much good chance you got to walk past us. So um, and then and the coffee isn't terrible. <laughs> that's, that's good. Yeah, we've, we've we've got the machine here, so yeah, it's not by chance. You just push the button and away you go. Yeah, but um, e- even better and in, in a few months when we've got our our own DC charger here, and and we'll also have the AC one, which would we're sort of in a perfect spot to plug in and, and go for a wander into town and have a coffee here check out the evs check out the ev accessories and and just have a bit of a yarn so thanks so much for joining us steve no problem at all thanks for having me thanks again to steve for joining us today and thank you for listening please remember to like subscribe rate and share this podcast however you are listening to it tune in again in two weeks time to hear from audi new zealand's dean sheed on the brand's electrification efforts and why the prime minister is soon to be traveling around in the back of an audi e-tron 